Last Looks crew, hey, hey, how's your day going? Me? Well, we just finished our third week of shooting and we're about to kick into our fourth on a fun film here in LA titled Maxine. I think we've found our rhythm now, although we are doing a lot of splits and nights, so you know how that can go. I don't know about you, but I don't mind night shoots, but there's always such a funky feeling at the end of your day when you hear the birds chirping and everyone on the road is fresh-faced because they just had a wicked sleep, but you're at the end of your day, worked 15 hours, and feel like you're tripping. Is it just me? I doubt it. Anyway, I actually posted about it on my stories and got some great tips and tricks from some of you guys, like on cold nights, having rechargeable hand warmers and heated vests, tips like staying busy, using headlamps, exercise to help you sleep, take plenty of vitamin D or go in for a vitamin IV, earplugs, blackout curtains, eye masks, and then of course a great trick for how to handle night shoots that made me laugh out loud was simply don't do them. (laughs) If only, I wish. Now tell me, did you ever watch The Wire? I know a lot of people loved it. I even overheard Christopher Nolan say he's a fan. So my guest on the show today was the makeup department head on The Wire and many other awesome projects. Her name is Debbie Young. I'd been trying to pin Debbie down for some time, but we all know how busy we get and how precious any spare time that we have can be, so I was beyond excited when we finally made a date to chat. I love Debbie's positive outlook, her determination to share her knowledge and her belief that the best way to lead is with kindness. A few things our industry could do more of, I think. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, spread the word. (laughs) Speaking of our industry, if you or someone you know has a brand that they would like our listeners to hear about, be sure to shoot me a message about becoming a Last Look sponsor. What does that mean? Well, you can get your brand mentioned on the podcast and introduce it to hairstylists and makeup artists that work in our industry internationally good idea right for more details dm me on instagram or email info at the easy okay enough from me let's hear from debbie on with the show and now a word from our sponsor psst come in closer would you like to hear what hollywood's best kept secret is Want to know what many A-listers are using? Do you want your skin transformed to be red carpet ready? Abovo Skincare's enriched eye and delicate day creams will nourish, moisturize, soften, and heal your tired skin. The meaning of the name Abovo is the origin, the beginning, the start. Take your skin back to the beginning with these natural, eco-friendly, luscious products. Great for all skin types, under makeup, and also for midday touch-ups. A little goes a long way to luminous skin. And we haven't forgotten our FX friends. Abovo skincare is incredibly soothing and healing after removing those prosthetics. Skin will be in great shape for your next day's application. Try this magical mix of essential oils and ethically sourced emu oil, and your skin will say thank you. Available at abovoskincare.com. That's A-B-O-V-O skincare.com. Or pop into LA's industry-focused beauty supply stores. And you too can enjoy Abovo Skincare's star treatment. And now, our feature presentation. Pictures up. Last looks. Rolling. Welcome to the Last Looks podcast, Debbie. Thank you so much, Jamie, for inviting me. So happy you're here. Okay, so this is where our story begins. I want you to finish the sentence for me, okay? And so. Once upon a time, there was a little girl named Debbie, and when she grew up, she wanted to be... Well, let me just say this. I wanted to be a nurse or a doctor at first. Nice. So caring for people, did you know a nurse? Had you been around nurses and doctors? My mother was in nursing Ah, and she was a very caring person. Yeah, I cared a lot about people. Mm -hmm. And I found through the years that your makeup can still be your ministry. Mm -hmm. You can still nurse people through that. 
you know, I was always interested in art yeah. and, and makeup from a very young age, but I didn't know at that time that that's something you could grow up to be. Right. You know, from a very early age, you know, when I was about five, I was always playing with the lipsticks and eyeliners and powders on my mother's vanity. Mm -hmm. And it, and my dad was a barber. Oh, wow. So I was, you know, in his barber shop, I was always um, experimenting with the lotions and the potions and, you know, and slathering, slathering them on anybody that I could. But again, I didn't know at that time that it could be a profession, but yeah. it was, I always did what I was interested in. That's good. I think too, being in the barbershop, having that experience and just seeing what a simple haircut can do for somebody as well and make them, how that can make them feel. Oh, so. my, my goodness. It was just, and you know, and this is the other thing. Mm. My father, you know, because because my mother worked at a hospital, yeah. sometimes she had to work over the weekends. Mm. So my dad would bring us to the barbershop, mm -hmm. you know, as he babysat us. But there was a cinema around the corner from the barbershop. Ah. So we had the opportunity to watch many films, That's you awesome. know. What, yeah, it was it was the best, you know, and um, and then of course I would come back, and always found myself pumping up his chair and slathering creams and trying to slick somebody's hair this way or that way, <laughs> you know, to recreate what I thought I was recreating. You're <laughs> like, this looks awesome. They're like, mm, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I love yes, it. Yes. That's so great to have um just that access to a cinema at such a young age and so oh often. Oh my god. That's so cool. It was the best. And he would have the ushers watch us. Yeah. You know, it was so wonderful. And then, you know, we're not sitting in a barbershop all day. Yeah. You know, and you know, he was all about experiences. My parents paid paid very close attention to what we were interested in. And I just remember mm. my father, when I was about nine, I, I would say eight or nine, mm. as we watched the film at home on television, and as the credits were rolling, he said to me, your name will be in credits just like that. Wow. And I was like, "What? what's credits? Yeah. You know, I didn't even know what credits were. Yeah. And then he explained to me these were like, all the names of the people and the jobs that they performed on the film to make yeah. the film. Yeah. And of course, unknowingly to me at that time, my dad had planted a seed mm. that didn't germinate and bloom until much later. Just it's, crazy, yeah. you know, it's but so they cool. paid attention. Yeah. And it's so funny that you just like, I don't ever remember paying attention to credits either. I mean, I knew they were there, but I don't really ever remember reading them or knowing what they were there for at such a young age as well. It's just like, oh, the program's over now. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> that means it's over. That means yes. it's finished. <laughs> but he paid attention to, I mean, they, he just, they just gave us so many experiences. Yeah. You know, and, and, and to me, and I, and I was the same way with my children. I watched what they enjoyed and nurtured mm -hmm. that, you That's know, so. Cool. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Baltimore. Baltimore, nice. Maryland. I live outside of Baltimore now in Owings Mills, oh, Maryland. Nice. You know, in the county outside, but that this is where this is my home. So, how, like, at what point going through schooling and everything like that, did you decide while you were at school that you were going to go into makeup, or did you no, try it, other stuff it, first, or Jamie? And let me just say, mm. it it evolved. Yeah. My, okay, so my mm -hmm. husband and I got married when we were teenagers. Mm -hmm. You know, we were like 17. And every job that I had at that time was not related to makeup at all. Yeah. But I always found myself doing makeup on the side. Yeah. Because it was a hobby. It was something that I enjoyed. And I remember I was working at the Baltimore City Police Department as a 911 clerk. Wow. And I would be making up my coworkers on my breaks <laughs> in the ladies' room. It's, it was a, it was just crazy, but I enjoyed it so much. I enjoyed the color, but what I enjoyed the most yeah. was the way they got up out of the chair. Mm -hmm. They always felt better about themselves, and that was so exhilarating to me to know that I could speak to someone mm -hmm. and do some things to their face. And they would get up with better self-esteem. 
So I think that attracted me in the beginning Mm -hmm. that I could really just make people feel great about themselves. So that was my thing. And so in doing so, um, you know, people come to you with different issues with their skin and, and what they thought was right or not right about them. Yeah. And I think this thing, it's just such, you know, to enhance somebody's natural beauty, Mm -hmm. you know, because I would tell them all that they were beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, But the thing was, I decided to go to school full time to get my esthetician's license. Yeah. Because I wanted to be a licensed professional so I could make sure that I was giving them the correct information. Nice. I got to say that 911 call center must have been the most glamorous in town. Oh, my God. <laughs> most glamorous in the state. <laughs> Probably in the country. Oh, my <laughs> That's God. That's awesome. You know, as always, you know. <laughs> and I remember even, you know, with like some of my colleagues will call me, like, you know, like nicknames like Hollywood or whatever. But I wasn't, you know, it was just, you know, I was just there, you know, helping the world, answering those emergency calls. Yeah. But making sure that everybody looked cute while they were doing it. <laughs> I love it. It's a good balance, actually, because you guys would have been getting some rough calls. So some difficult calls to, to handle. But Absolutely. you're like the, the, the fairy going around making sure everybody's got a, a bit of sparkle. I love it. Right. Now and this and this is and then it again again makeup was my hobby. I loved mm-hmm. it. I loved what it did for people, but again, I never thought of it as a profession. So, but after I got my esthetician's license and makeup mm-hmm. license, of course, I know you know I can do facials, I can wax, I can do all of these things. Yeah. And I had a client who was a journalist for Washington D.C. newspaper. Mm-hmm. And she asked me, I was working at Saks Fifth Avenue at the time, and she asked me if I could do her makeup for a television show that okay. she was guest hosting. And she said to me, she said, they they can't pay you, but they will give you a screen credit. And so I agreed to, you know, to doing that. And that was my introduction to television production. Wow. And when the host came back from his trip, he was on a a convention somewhere, I think in Hawaii, Hmm. Um, he decided he wanted to keep me for his show. And so I continued to do that. And and again, like I said, film wasn't my focus at the time, but it evolved from there. You know, word of mouth recommendations to do Hmm. commercials and industrials and independent film projects. And, And it was through those experiences I learned about the union and this is a it's a bigger thing you know yeah. into the film industry and that was my introduction wow so when you're doing these these jobs and kind of moving along are you figuring out like oh hang on a minute I need to like get a pretty decent kit together and all of that type of thing like it was did you have anybody kind of guiding you or you're just working this all out no so I was like, working it all out I I just yeah. whatever the job required Mm-hmm. You know, is I would get it. I would just buy stuff, yeah. you know. And again, this is again before I knew, you know, about kit rentals and all this. You know, I just wanted the tools yeah. that I needed to do the job that was before me. And, you know, so whatever it took to learn how to work with blood and, you know, those type of things. It was just, it's not like you can walk up to the counter in a department store and do that. Yeah. So, you know, I just start, you know, just finding books and things to help guide me, you know, along the way. So what's the first job that you did that was like a actual, I guess, a series or a, or a film? My first job and my first big feature film mm-hmm. was a superhero comedy called Meteor Man. Okay. With Robert Townsend. And awesome. it was, you know, it was an all-star cast like James Earl Jones. And, you know, it was so many people in this film, but it was a comedy. And they yeah. it was done in Baltimore. So it was six days a week mm. and all nights. Oh. And I was in <laughs> heaven. <laughs> At that time, you know, like yeah. I said, these days, that would have been deemed as not the best work environment. <laughs> <laughs> but but for me, yeah. it was magical. 
you know, and my colleagues and hair and makeup from Baltimore, we were like, oh, my God, sitting on a set all night laughing at Mm. this comedic film and... Mm. You know, and the stunts, and the, it was it was the best. It was the best of time. So that was my first big feature film, and it was it, it was you know again it was magical. You just had no idea, and I was still trying to see clients during the day in my studio after I worked all night. Now you oh know I was gosh. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I know the things we do when we're younger. Oh my god. But I mean, what do you, you can't just, you know, tell everybody to, no, I can't see you for however long. Cause I mean, you want them to be there when you finish the film. So you're trying to, trying to keep everybody happy all at once. Yes. And I think sometimes, you know, when you really enjoy yourself, mm. it does not show up. I think in your body is stress. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it didn't show up like that right away. So how busy at that time was Baltimore? Like how often were you having productions come through? Well, at that time, I think they had some incentives. Right. That I didn't know about. So so after Media Man, I uh, was able to do, it was another film that came through. John Waters was here as well, producer, okay. director, writer, John mm-hmm. Waters. And he had all, you know, hairspray, all those crazy things. I didn't do that. But I worked on one with Kathleen Turner call it was serial mom and it was done here so i did that one and then from there i think i done a homicide life on the street and you know and all these things were shot here in baltimore so it was like a series of films in a row all back to back Mm. but it, it was a lot that was being done here at that time and the proximity in which i lived to washington dc yeah um there are many films who come in from other parts of the country or other parts of the world who wants to get the Washington DC landscape. Right. So Do some location stuff. Of, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. then I would work a lot on the things that came into Washington as well. You know, yeah. so it was, yeah, so we, you know, between the incentives in, in, in Maryland and Baltimore, and then what came in from Canada or other places to shoot in Washington, yeah. I could say, you know, I had a pretty healthy, like unit photography, you know, yeah, um, yeah. kind of work. That's awesome. And at this point, are you in some type of union or? Oh, yes. I was in the union yeah. by that time. Because oh, nice. the thing is, after uh, like a lot of the independent films, and, and it's the way I found out about the union. Mm. And I was inquiring about the union, which is really crazy because I was inquiring about the union and the studio mechanics Union, yeah. which I didn't know the difference. You know, they yeah. just said local number. I didn't know right. it was just for studio mechanics. Yeah. So I was inquiring about joining the union. They told me, oh, well, you can join this union. Yeah. And so I joined, but they don't negotiate for makeup and hair at all. Right. Uh, and so I didn't know that, though, at the time. And, and they didn't I, think to tell you. <laughs> and, and I mean, I paid years. Like, you know, I mean, at least three years of dues yeah. Yeah. Um, into this union before I found out that they don't negotiate for makeup and hair. Right. And so then I contacted, when I found out that there was a makeup artist and hairstylist union, mm. I contacted that local in New York, 798. And I explained to the business agent, you know, that- How the I, mechanics have been taking you for- <laughs> Yeah, they, I'm using, I mean, they're taking my dues, but they can't yeah. negotiate any contract for me or, yeah. and so, so the, the business agent in New York, um, contacted the national and then they sorted it out, sorted it out so that I could, that I could go in. This was a long way around, but I could get into the union because I'd already paid so much money into it. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. That's good. Enough. Yes. And so at this point, are you running the department most of the time? Or are you working under well, makeup I was, artists? I, was, I came in, I, I came in the first film, Meteor Man, I came in as the third. Okay. Um, the crew came from LA, the key in the department had. Mm-hmm. And then the other films in, in Baltimore, um, I came in as the key. The other projects like in DC, I may just come in as a day player 
or sometime I was chosen as the, at that time, they used to call the department heads keys, you know, yeah. years and years ago. Yeah. I would be the the Baltimore key or the 798 key if it, there was another union from another area, you know, that, that was coming in. So I would be the, I guess, the equal to that, that position. I think when I really jumped to department heading, I came in to do, well, I was in my studio one day and I got a call from a costumer and, she, and I think she was maybe the wardrobe supervisor on this film. And she said, are you working now? And I said, I'm in my studio. She said, I'm on a film and the makeup department head is looking for a key and he needs one right away. So this film had just come in. It was a big football movie called The Replacements. Mm-hmm. And the department head just come down from New York. But for whatever reason, the producers did not want to work with his key. You know, maybe for some historical reason. I don't know. But right. he called me in and I, she said, can you come down for an interview to see him? I said, yes. So I came down that day. I, you know, closed up my studio, went down to meet him. And he just said to me, he said, would you like to work? I said, yes. He said, I'm glad to have you. You know, so I started working with him, but I was working as his key. Mm-hmm. And, but it was a big movie with units, football units, and it was second unit here, football unit there sort of thing. This department head had just finished a movie in New York, and he had been there for a while. He was mm-hmm. from L.A., yeah. and he had had some sort of tragedy in his family. And he, you know how you know when a person longed to be home. But yeah. they have to do this. And I could yeah. tell he was he was a beautiful, wonderful human being. And I just said, I just need to make sure nothing falls through the crack. Yeah, I, this mm-hmm. is what I told myself. I need to make yeah. sure that I have to check and double check because I know that he, you know, because I'm a family person. I say yeah. I know that he wants to be home. Anyway, we did the movie and just I just watched his back throughout the whole time and he was such a wonderful department head, just kind and funny and all this stuff. But anyway, at the end of the film, Jamie, he mm-hmm. said to me, he said, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you. He said, I would not have been able to do this film without you. I want you to know that. And mm-hmm. he said, and I talked to the producers, so I asked them to give you the department head title. And I said, no, no, no. No, I said, no, I just, no, I just wanted to make sure everything went well for our department. He said, mm-hmm. it's already done. He said, I'm taking the personal, because Keanu Reeves was in the film. He said, mm-hmm. I'm Keanu Reeves' personal, and you are the department head. Oh, wow. That's crazy, <laughs> you know? And, yeah. it's, but it's, and this is what I'm saying. Sometimes, you know, you're working with people, and they're so busy chasing titles. I just say, just do the great work because every job, and this is how I see it, every job you do is an interview for your next job. Yeah. And people don't understand that. You know, they just want to be the boss. You know, I can department head and I can do background. Yeah. I said, when I do background, when my colleagues ask me to come and do background for their film, I come with my department head eyes and they know I'm going to watch it like it's mm-hmm. my own, and care for it as if it's my own, you know? Yeah. So it's the same. The money is green. You know, just yeah. do the good work. Yeah. It's nice to hear you say all of that, because I and it's good advice, because I have seen some crazy behavior in crowd rooms. Yes. Where I'm just like, what are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> like, we are working as a team right now. We should all have each other's backs. Um and you are not sharing information that you've been given. You're mm-hmm. not, you know, you're not trying to help your fellow artist out at all. And it's just like, not that this should be the first thing that you think of. I mean, the first thing you should think of is just being a, a nice human being. But I mean, just to have, if you can't handle that, maybe <laughs> think of it like the person working next to you could be the one that's hiring you next time. Like, yes. you don't just assume that they are in some way should be beneath you or 
yeah, it's just such odd behavior to me. It's it just like, firstly, so... just you're all human beings, so just be wonderful to each other. And secondly, anyone in that room could be your next boss. And let they me... probably won't be if they if you start treating them in a certain way. <laughs> let me tell you, I had a situation, and this is what I try to tell people all the time. See, I lead with love. Mm -hmm. I lead with love. I lead with empathy. I lead yeah. with compassion and kindness. That's the yeah. way I run. I don't mind being a personal, but I like the department head because I like to set the tone for where I'm working, yeah. you know, because I don't do chaos. I can't. Yeah. And I don't do mean and I don't do nasty. We have to be there a long time. And yeah. I want everyone to have the best day. And, and, and to create an environment where everyone can do their best work. Mm. I had a situation. I was doing a film, um, not a film, it was a limited series. And I had a, like, it was uh, Watchmen. So we had all these alternate universes, you know, yeah. in Watchmen. And I had this big scene where um, we are in Vietnam. And I had my, you know, I brought people in from everywhere. Other mm -hmm. department heads who were there helping me. You know, mm -hmm. as well, because, you know, I know I'm going to have the right eyes on it. Yeah. And so I had my friend who was down and she was the next department. She was going, her next project, she was going to department head an HBO series called Lovecraft Country. Mm -hmm. And she was there doing, working in background. And I remember after getting the cast out and I came over, you know, with my kid and I said to her, I said, how's it going over here? She said, it's been great. She said, but you know, I don't know about this person that's working next to me. She said, I've done six people and he hasn't done one. You, <laughs> you, you know, she said, he's just been floating around, eating mm. and chatting and stuff like that. He had mm -hmm. no idea that mm. she was the department head of the next thing that was coming in. Mm. You understand? So people, they don't, they don't get it. They want, they will call you up and say, mm. hey, I would love to come and work with you, but I would like to be in the trailer. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know? That's a lovely request. Yes. Um, <laughs> let's chat about it. <laughs> are you kidding me? And so yeah. oh, she didn't hire him at all because she, no. I have found my best people in background, Jamie. Mm. My best people. If they care about that and work hard back there, then I know they're going to work hard in the trailer. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. and, and they just you, get you it see all the twisty. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's funny. You just got to wonder what's going through people's minds. I sometimes. don't. I don't. They are so sometimes so self-serving and trying to climb. My thing is I want to do the best job because mm. I've been given the opportunity. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You know, it's so unbelievable. And and do you know, I my when I was doing Watchmen, my friend called me um, mm -hmm. to do Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Mm -hmm. And she said, she said, listen, you know, she said, I, I know that you're just finishing a huge project, but mm -hmm. would you come to run background for us, you know, for Ma Rainey? And yeah. I said, you know, absolutely. You know, so I'm going there. I'm probably four, number four, mm -hmm. you know, but she knew that I want to make sure that every background person that comes out there to be filmed, they're going to yeah. be right. And yeah. do you know, I won a Makeup Guild Award doing background on my rainy. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I don't chase awards. Mm -hmm. I just say, do the good work. Re yeah. Rewards come. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she's, she's a smart woman, making sure that that background is taken care of by someone with such experience yes. like yourself. Yes. And because it is so important in a, in a period film to have have those eyes. So she's very lucky. Yes. And so yeah. and that's what I'm saying. So while everybody is running around trying to be the boss, mm. I'm saying, do your best work and be happy. I don't care if I'm number 12. If you yeah. call and ask me and I say, I'm going to do it, it's going to be done. Yeah. You know. And just being able to know, yeah, walk away from a project knowing that you put your best foot forward and created the best that you could. And then you get to go and watch that and see it oh. on the screen. And you're just like, yes. And you, know, you can be proud. Yes, absolutely. 
Absolutely. It was it was absolutely beautiful. And that's what I tried to impart to young people coming up in the industry. I was yeah. like, you know, yes, hone your craft, you know, come with the best attitude, come with the best personality. Want to be a part of the team. I said, because this is what's going to elevate you. I will hire someone with less skill, but a very beautiful personality and a wonderful attitude because mm. I can teach you skill. I cannot mm. teach attitude and personality. Yeah, I've seen people who are really great at their job, but they come in and they rot the whole production with mm. their attitude and their personality. Yeah. There's just, there's some things you can't help people with. And I've said that it's even so simple as being on time. Like I had a stylist who was considerably late multiple times. And I was just like, listen, I can't help you with this. Like you, you have to sort this out. This is on you. It's just like, if you were a terrible hairstylist and late, then yeah, <laughs> it's just like, but you're a fantastic hairstylist and a wonderful person. I, and I was just like, I can't help you with this late stuff. Like right. I can't be there waking you up in the morning. Like <laughs> this is simple. You can work this out. Um, and she did, she, she came to the party and, and sorted it out, but it was just like, as a, as a leader, I'm just like, I don't, I can't, I want to be able to help you with this, but mm -mm. I actually can't like, mm -mm. Mm -mm. this is up to you, this part. <laughs> right. But I, you know, but I take my hat off to you because you're giving her opportunity. See, that's what I like to do. I, mm. I would rather say this, Hey, this is not going to work. You know, I want to work it out with you, mm. you know, but I'm just letting you know, you, you know, you're going to have to do something about this, yeah. you know, rather than just cut them off and never say anything mm. to them about their problem, you know, yeah. and on to the next. Because some people won't. They would just not call you again. Right. You know, but I'd rather point it out, correct it if you can, and then move yeah. on from there. Yeah. I guess I just saw it as such a simple problem to fix, but I couldn't do it for them. Mm -mm. So it was just like, this is simple. You just have to get up and get here <laughs> like that. Right. That er everyone else is doing it. You've got to be able to do it to, you know, set yourself 20 alarms. I don't care what's going <laughs> right. on. Exactly. Just, you can, you can do it. I know, I know you can do it. So <laughs> now I want to chat about some of the projects that you've done, like a couple of favorites, like your absolute faves and why they kind of stand out to you. Well, as your favorite. Oh my God, I do have a lot of them. And when I say, I know it's tricky. They're like all your children, and you're like, how do I choose? Right. And they're always your favorite for different reasons. It's either the the, the actual makeup that you were doing, or it was the right. um, experience that you had, or the location, or so yeah. So I, I there, there, there are. I, you know, again, there are few. Um, I did enjoy, and I'm you know, I'm talking about the ones that I department headed. You know, mm -hmm. basically, yeah. but I'm gonna still talk about the ones that I didn't department head that I really loved too. So mm -hmm. I enjoyed, I did enjoy Watchmen because yeah. of all the alternate universes, you oh, know, yeah. and just you know, so it, to me, it's just having you know, period and fantasy and all you know, all in the same project was wonderful. One of my all time favorites is The Wire for HBO. It was 20 year, plus years ago. We just had the 20th anniversary. But yeah. it was gritty. It was, I, yeah. you know, and I like. It's a fan favorite. Huh. I mean, people love that show and go back to it and back to it and back mm -hmm. to it. So it's definitely, yeah, people love it. And and during that time, my, my key, Sandra Lynn, she and I, we were it. We were the mm -hmm. makeup and the special effects, and I mean, and you know, and we didn't have any formal training, um, yeah. you know, all of that on that show. And we had to have it so authentic because David Simon was a reporter mm. and Ed Burns, the other producer, was a homicide detective. So we wow. knew, they knew what it looked like. Yeah. And we had a, a medical examiner consultant on the set. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yes. So Sandy found this pathology, clinical pathology book, where it had all mm -hmm. these dead people in it. You mm -hmm. know, their faces are blacked out. Um, but yeah. it, it depressed me 
to look in this book to find it. Yeah, it's rough. It, 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 you, know. you can't help but think that they were actual people. Yeah, yeah. actual people. You know, yeah. and it was, I mean, from adults, children, baby, I, I, I couldn't. And it just mm. bothered me so much to, to thumb through that book. But if yeah. I need to know what piculation looked like, I could look it up and see what piculation looked like. Um, mm-hmm. so, so what I decided to do is I started to, when I read the, because the, on every episode, somebody was dying. I, when mm-hmm. I read the episode, how they died or what the conditions were and around the death, I would call the medical examiner, consultant. And yeah. I said, if I have to have, I said, I have a person that's dead. They've been floating in the Baltimore Harbor mm-hmm. for over a month. I said, and it's February. How would yeah. the body look? And how he would describe it to me, I would mm-hmm. write the description down and okay. then convert it to makeup. That's yeah. You know, and that way, and then when he would come on set, I would say, does this look like it? You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> he was like, yeah, this is great or whatever. I could convert his description to makeup without having to just look at dead people for hours. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Every now and again when I'm working on something and the makeup artist will say like, oh man, if anyone like checked my search you know, history, that'd be like, what is this person looking at? Right, right. <laughs> but it's just like, well, I mean, you, you know, Google's there and you just use it as a, <laughs> for your search, you know, mm-hmm. to search imagery. Um, but yeah, it's heavy. It gets, it's a lot. So you're lucky to have that person to go to, to <laughs> yes. give you that information. Right. Oh, my and goodness. we were, and you know, and we had, then I had a director who came in for an episode and he was like, Debbie, mm-hmm. he said, we're going to kill somebody on this one. He said, he's going to get beat to death. And mm-hmm. I'm going to need you to have a puppet made. He said, because the beating is going to be so vicious that mm-hmm. I can't do it on a stunt man, is what he said to yeah. me. I was like, Ooh. okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when he described it to me, he explained that he was going to have it done with starting with the actor mm-hmm. to the stunt person and then ending up on the puppet. Yeah. So I called Matthew Mungo. Mm. And at WM Creations, and he, I told him how I wanted the puppet's mouth to be contorted and all that, mm. and I arranged for the cast to go to be casted, you yeah. know, have a head cast done, and with with this expression and stuff. And when I tell you, every hair was punched, every pore, every mole, everything was in place. When I opened that wooden crate for David Simon, the executive producer and creator, to see this puppet that I had created, I had never seen a smile so big on his face. And they (laughs) sent a puppeteer with them to operate it so that he could do the jerk movements and stuff as he got kicked and B. Oh, wow. And then one of the other producers came to me and she said, Debbie, she said, the editors told me they got sick when they were watching the episode. So mm. I just took that as a compliment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, okay, everything's looking real and believable. Right. So, Job done. Yeah. So with The Wire, <laughs> of course, you know, I said Watchmen, um, you know, I, fantasy stuff, you know, I did the, uh, the Wiz Live on NBC, which was beautiful because I just love the colors and stuff. And the, one of the hardest ones, but I still enjoyed it so much, was yeah. Underground. And it was two seasons for Sony. And it was one of the hardest shows because we shot it during the summer in Louisiana. Oof. And it's period it's mm-hmm. um it's pre-civil war. So yeah. you all the costumes with the women with the, the petticoats underneath and Ooh. and yeah. and then them, you know, dragging through with the bugs, the snakes, the everything mm-hmm. trying to keep the cast comfortable. You know, yeah. it, it was meanwhile your environment's trying to kill you all. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know, and the actual content because it's slavery and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It was just difficult, but it was a very hard show. But I felt like we did such good work. You know, I love, like I said, the dirt and the 
mud and the blood and the scars. I love all of that. You know? Yeah. It's nice to hear that you've gone from glamming up your work colleagues down into the loving the dirt and blood of it as well. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> if only they could see you now, you're like hands covered in fake blood, dirt and sweat. Yes. And they're like, hang on a minute. <laughs> you know, and I tell you, and I'm very sensitive to that because yeah. I hate when I see somebody on a television show mm. wake up with a full face of makeup. Like mm. that's how they slept all night. I like the authenticity, yeah. you know. Yeah. I enjoyed Mayor Easttown too. You know, I, I enjoyed that yeah. because I just felt like that was a just a very regional look you know, yeah. for that show. And just being able to watch these very real stories play out in front of you as well is pretty pretty special to be on set for for some certain things. Yes. I think to actually kind of be in the room to witness it happening is pretty cool. Yes, for sure. Now, I think a lot of people just think that you're just doing makeup. But, I mean, you need to, you have a canvas that you're working on, which is somebody's face and their skin. Mm -hmm. So doing your esthetician training, did that, does that help you now being able to make sure that your cast skin is being looked after oh through my these God. long shoots? It is, yeah. it is the number one thing for me, skin treatment. Yeah. I've told producers in the beginning of a show, listen, I'm an esthetician. I'm going to spend a lot of money in skin treatment. Because mm -hmm. it will keep our cast out of the dermatologist's office. Yeah. You know, I said, I, I'm very, very, you know, pointed about making sure they have the best skin care, that their skin is mm -hmm. cleansed well, they have best mm -hmm. products. And when I say the best products, for their specific needs, you know, because sometimes yeah. you may have a teenager who's having breakouts, you know, or, you know, or a veteran older actress who wants to look younger, you know, mm -hmm. you know, they're all different things, but the most important thing is skincare is paramount because if the skin don't look good, the makeup ain't going to look good. Mm -hmm. And it's just, so I am there and I, I, I do, I am so grateful that I have the esthetician background because yeah. I do, and you know, and I can recognize, you know, certain things before they get out of hand. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you approach it? Like when you have a cast member come in, have you already spoken to them before you meet them to kind of find out their skin routine? I do. Or, I like to call yeah. everybody ahead of time just to introduce yeah. myself. I always introduce myself and, you know, you know, as the department head and I just let them know, you know, I want to know if they have any specific issues that they're concerned yeah. about before they come. And if you have any preference for products, so that I can have everything that you need when you arrive. And I also let them know, you know, like if they have, you know, let me know if you have any sensitivities or allergies and things of that nature. And, you know, at the end of the conversation, I always say to them, I say, I just want you to know I don't have thin skin. So if there's anything that I do or anyone on my team does, please let us know right away. I said, because what I don't want is for you to be out there trying to work and thinking about your makeup and hair. You know, I said, so let me know. You know, I don't have thin skin. It doesn't bother me to tell. You know, if you need to correct, oh, no, I don't like this. You need to right. correct me, correct yeah. me. And they said, oh, my God, thank you so much for that. Thank you so much. Because I have seen makeup and hair people act like they're the stars. Yeah. I don't know if you witnessed that or not. Like, you just you just read those lines, and I'll take care of this. Mm. <laughs> you know that kind of. I, I don't I don't agree with that kind of attitude at all. Yeah, no, it's it's funny. I um I worked with an actress, and she, I would you know always want to make sure you're happy, you're feeling good. Like this is this is what you were thinking, kind of thing. And she would never answer me. She'd just go, are you happy? I'd be like, yeah, I'm happy, but I'm trying to make sure that you're happy. And she'd say, yeah, I'm happy. I just want to make sure that you're happy. <laughs> and I'd kind of go back and forth. I was just like, okay, I think we're both happy. Let's... <laughs> right. But it was just, she'd just throw it back at me straight away. And it was just like, no, no, I really need to make sure that you're cool with this before you leave the trailer. Like, <laughs> it was very sweet of her to be like, yeah, as long as you're happy, I'm happy. <laughs> You know, because she trusts you. Because if they don't, yeah, they're going to be watching the whole time intently. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
that's true that's true i know we're always learning so and i think we're a group of people normally who love to learn new things so how do you continue your education is that something you kind of encourage your team to do as well yeah well you know of course i always like you know introduction to new products and things like that but i still get publications like um, dermoscope or les nouvelles esthetica you know you know i get still get publications okay you know makeup artist magazine yeah you know i always enjoyed and I buy books all the time, you know, trying to learn something new. Yeah. You know, sometimes you learn things on the job. You know, I like, I'm of the mindset, yeah. teach people what you know. Let us all teach each other. Mm-hmm. It makes our unit stronger. Yeah. You know, there's some people who don't. Yeah. And when I have had um, someone come and work with me and they say, I've never had Somebody show me this. Oh, it blows my mind. They said they will turn their back so you cannot yeah. see what they're doing. I said, you have got to be kidding mm-hmm. me. Yeah. I know. It's such a strange mindset. I don't mm-hmm. understand it at all. <laughs> and I just, so and, I'm just saying, and then when I find veteran people know. acting like that, I'm like, what is wrong with, you know, it's like, it's an insecurity is what it is. I don't mind somebody mm. knowing something that I don't know. That means that I learned something. You yeah. know, I don't mind um, yeah. a, a young person coming in with shine and talent. You know, I want them to shine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Especially if they're on your team. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes. please. Come Everybody, join. <laughs> I, and I, this is what I tell people all the time. We all have strengths and we all have weaknesses. So, you know, so when I Mm -hmm. put together a team and I use, I've worked a lot with some of the same people over the years based on their availability. I Mm -hmm. said, but this person may be strong in this area and weak in another area that you're strong. And what we do, it fortifies all of us to strengthen the entire team rather than you know, pointing out what somebody else's weakness is when you have weaknesses your own self, <laughs> you know? Yeah. We don't. <laughs> it's like you don't know mm-hmm. everything. You're not amazing at everything. And I, I just don't <laughs> like that kind of attitude. And I just feel like when you come from a place of caring and sharing and making sure if somebody drops that ball, somebody mm-hmm. else is right there to grab and pick it up and keep running. Yeah. It's the best thing for the, for the project that you're on. Just whatever is... You know, whatever works best for the project, your team, yeah. just, you know, exactly the best, doing the best work that you can. It doesn't matter who does what or when or where, or it's just like, if it's the best it's, thing to do, then, yeah. But I have seen veterans who want new people to come in and bow down to them. I, I don't, I don't understand that, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, just bow down. Like you, they want to talk to you about my mentor was this one or that one. And, and okay, that's nice. Mm. You know, they want the young person to feel like they're beholding to them. And I just, I don't agree with that at all because, you know, I have two grown sons and I believe we all can learn something new every day if we're open. If you know everything, you can't learn anything. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't understand. And, and they're angry sometimes, you know, when a young person comes in and is talented. I don't understand it. Mm. Yeah, you see a bit of venom come mm-hmm. out and you're like, mm-hmm. what is wrong? Mm-hmm. Go here. Yeah, I can't, I can't right do that. I just can't <laughs> have it in my trailer, <laughs> you know. That's good. Mm. Good to hear. I like it. So when you're working with your teams and you go on to other projects and help out, is there any particular... I guess, techniques or skills that you'd like to see makeup artists develop more that you feel may be an area that's lacking? Yeah, kindness. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Right. I mean, what I say about, and I can say this over and over again, makeup and hair team, Mm. okay, you know, I have friends, I guess, from way back before The Wire. Yeah. You know, when I first started out, we always worked together, like, in joy. Yeah. Joy, laughter, doing the best job. And our department was always a magnet for the other departments. Mm-hmm. They always knew if they were having a tough day, yeah. we can come to makeup and hair yeah. and they'll make us feel better. Yeah. We we welcome 
you know, kindness, empathy, compassion, generosity, mm-hmm. sharing, caring. That's to me, when you have empathy, you are connected to humanity. Yeah. This is our connection because I can feel what you're feeling, you know, and, and I'm going to consider that instead of weaponizing what might be going on in someone's life against them. Yeah. So when you provide a space, a sacred space, is what some of my, my cast members say, mm. I want to provide a space where everyone can do their best work and excel. Yeah. And that's the cast who's walking in the door, mm. you know, and, and, uh, and my team that's there. Yeah. I'm not micromanaging because I've already hired experts. Yeah. So I don't need to stand over top of you or pull your work out or berate you in front of other people. Yeah. I don't do any of that stuff. I I I detest it. You know, I've seen people pull somebody's hairstyle down in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing if you gotta correct something right before it goes on camera. Yeah. You say, let's do this together. You know, and you're helping the person. Yeah. But you're not trying to make them look bad in front of everybody else. I don't I don't believe in that. I have seen people struggling in a trailer who might not know what the next product to use or the color mm. or what they were using didn't work. And I could just go by and slide something over there real easy to them. Yeah. To solve it without saying a word. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, thanks. <laughs> Right. Or, or or come later and say thank you. Yeah. Because I don't want the cast member who's sitting in the chair to think they don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But even just, if they even if they do notice it's 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 probably seen more as a as, as teamwork than yes. than anything else. So, yes. Yeah. You That's know. Awesome. But again, I just think people knowing how to treat each other or yeah. treating someone the way they want to be treated. To me, solves a lot of problems. Yeah, and and I'm gonna tell you, I'm the same with everybody. And when I say that, whether I'm the department head or whether I'm going to work under somebody else, mm-hmm. if I see some behavior, I remember a film came into DC. Mm. They had um, the department head was there, but on that film, they had like two or three personals. Mm-hmm. Because you had a Russell Crowe and a Ben Affleck. They all had their people. Yeah. So I guess the department here was just that particular day, her person was like a, you know, like a day player mm-hmm. who came in. And so we had maybe about 20 makeup artists and 20 makeup artists and hairstyles that they helping out. Yeah, Great big courtroom scene. Mm. And someone had touched up her day player that nobody knew. Mm. I knew him because he had just worked on The Wire. Yeah. Okay, so I knew who he was. Mm. And I see this lady coming through, and she's walking real fast, and her arms are going back and forth. If another person touches my actor, I'm going to kill them, is what she said. (laughs) I'm telling you, Jamie. She should be in front of the camera. It's very dramatic. Oh, I'm done. And I'm going to tell you, and my daughter-in-law is a makeup artist. She works with me sometimes. And we're doing background this day. And I said to her, as she walked by, I said, stop it. I said, stop it right now. Now I'm working for her, right? Mm. <laughs> I'm on her show. I said, stop it. I said, stop that right now. I said, everybody's here to help you. You don't come in like that. She said, well, I'm not talking about you two. I said, I don't care who you're talking about. Mm. Everybody's here to help you. Yeah. She said, well, they need to. I said, they don't know who your person is. Yeah. It's not a major star. Yeah. I said, it's a courtroom scene. He's out in the audience with everybody else. Yeah. And if you, you want know, them to know who your cast are, then you need to tell them because point it out yeah. <laughs> you know and so when I said that too she said well they need to watch the monitor I said we have 20 people you don't need 20 people standing at video village yeah watching the monitor you know and this is before we had those little remotes you mm. know yeah and so anyway and I mean I just pulled her right up you know and I just said you know I mean I'm sure she appreciated it you know you just look silly doing that I've had people Touch my actor up. I'm not going to berate them in front of everybody. 
I will thank them. I said, thank you so much. I said, but I can, you know, I have this one. So I appreciate you looking out, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. But mm-mm. I'm not <laughs> going out there making a, my actor. You're, what does it mean you're acting a possessive? My actor. <laughs> <laughs> what the? What the ham and eggs are you speaking of? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I feel like some people get like that even like with the main, you know, with their main team that are doing other That's actors. That's crazy. And they're just like, yeah. I don't understand. It's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> well, I, I I I thank you for for standing up and saying something. That's yeah. I'm just I, I only way I know how to be Jamie is yeah. honest. Yeah. And I just and have common sense and like I said, common courtesy. Mm-hmm. You know, and the thing that I tell people all the time, you know, some of these people get lofty, you know, with how they do things mm-hmm. is. Remember your first day. Yeah. Just remember your first day. And if you remember your first day, maybe how awkward you were, how you didn't know everything, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing, it would give you a little bit more grace yeah. towards the people who are helping you out. That's some good advice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and just instead of uh, just wanting to knock somebody down a notch. No, I don't agree with that behavior. No, I honestly actually feel like I feel like that my first day on any set feels like my first day ever. Yes, yes, you do. You know, because you're I'm young. like, there's the nerves. There's the, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm always in the way. Like it doesn't matter. You know, before you find <laughs> find your groove and find how things are going, it's like the right. first day of school every every job. Yeah. <laughs> I can remember a film that came to DC, and I think Michael Douglas is in this. And I remember I was out touching up somebody, I think, in the scene with mm. him. And I set my set bag on the picture car. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was just trying to get the, the touch-up done, right? Of course. And then the AD, the first AD, take your bag off of the picture car. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so, you know, I just remember that, you know, feeling embarrassed, you yeah. know. I was like, oh, my God, how could I have done that, you know, kind of thing. But... Yeah, and we all make mistakes. We all have had a first day. Totally. Remember it. Yeah. And show grace. Yeah. Towards the people who are here to help you. Yeah. Yeah. I still remember I I don't think I've ever never done it again, but I remember it was maybe about my third or fourth job. And in New Zealand we do both makeup and hair. Mm-hmm. I was going in to do um last looks and my press powder compact. I put it down, we were shooting in a bar and I put it down on the bar while I grabbed something else, like a lip touch up or something. And I left the mm. compact on the bar for that mm. first take. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember seeing it on the monitor and being like, oh, <laughs> oh my God. It <laughs> yeah. It's just it like, holy hell, never, maybe, never, never happening again. Oh, right. Maybe not a Starbucks cup, but no, I'm just playing. <laughs> Luckily, it was just a little, little black compact, but it was still like I saw it and I was just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Of course, yes. go in there, swipe it, let the script supervisor know. Um, <laughs> luckily, it was the first take, and very rarely do they go with the first one. So, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah, the things that you do, the mistakes that you make that you're just mortified about, and they definitely stick with you, I think, to learn for next time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, if I had you set up at your station, Debbie, and you had all your bits and pieces, and I came in and I took something off you, a tool or a product, what would you not want to work without? What I love that's on every set with me, Shiseido mm-hmm. makes this red bottle mm-hmm. of their Udemine Revitalizing Essence. Okay, what's that? It's a hydrator, but I use it as a toner okay. like for most everyone. And when I tell you, it makes the skin look beautiful Mm -hmm. you know of course I use serums and all this stuff but I used to work when back in the day when I was freelancing I used to work for Shiseido okay and Shiseido is one of the oldest cosmetic companies in the world Mm -hmm. and I remember we worked this the place the store that I worked at was near a cosmetics and you know toiletries manufacturer Procter & Gamble Okay. And I remember the chemist 
will come in and buy up all the Shiseido products. And I used to ask them, why why you guys come in and just buy everything here? And they said, Shiseido is so highly regarded in the world. You know, Mm -hmm. cosmetic companies are always trying to emulate their products. So Uh this red bottle... Yeah. It's Udemine. It's E-U-D-E-R-M-I-N-E, Revitalizing yeah. Essence. And it, is it a spray? It's or? not a spray. It's it's okay. a thick, beautiful glass bottle. It looks like a bottle of cologne or perfume because it's okay. red. Mm-hmm. And it is, um, I use it every day. I'm, I'm never running out of it. You know, yeah. You're like, they stopped making it? Uh Uh-oh, Debbie's got a a case Uh, of it in her basement. (laughs) I hope they never stop. But when I tell you, I I just remember, um, you know, how sometimes guys will come in and they just taking a shower and that's Mm. all they've done. They've Mm -hmm. not put not a stitch of moisturizer or a dab of anything on. And they come in and I just remember my daughter-in-law, again, she was visiting me on a set. I was down in New Orleans or something. And she was like, what did you put on his face? She said, because when he came in here, he was so rusty and dusty. I thought he was working out somewhere, you know, like in construction. She (laughs) said, but when he got up, she said his skin was just so smooth and so like butter, she said. Yeah. And and it's this, yeah, that and, you know, hyaluronic, of course, serums and, you know, I like some of the peptide serums and, um, and of course, vitamin C serum is one of my favorites, okay. you know, because it gives a brightening, you know, glow to the skin. Do you mix it in with things or do you just use it by itself? I, I use it. I use the red bottle as a toner and right. then I put the serums over top of it. Okay. And I can also, you know, you can also put in your hand and just pat it on later, you know. I love it. And then I think and Epicurin has an enzyme concentrate that I love too. Epicurin discovery. It's the enzyme concentrate. You know, I what love does that, that one. Do? And that one I find that especially um when I'm, you know, working and you know, with someone and they may like drink up stuff, like their skin drinks it up during the day. And you yeah. may have to go in and clean up under the eyes. I can tap a little bit of the that serum on with a little bit hyaluronic acid and then put eye cream back over it and it softens everything out. Oh, nice. And they also have, Epicurum has a Insta-Lift serum that will kind of take down the puffiness, mm-hmm. you know, and smooth the skin out. So I use those two. So the Insta-Lift serum by Epicurum, their enzyme serum and the protein gel that goes with it. And also my Shiseido red bottle. The red bottle is number one for me. Yeah. So if I came in and ran away with your Shiseido, you'd be. I would say, yeah. I said, use it and I'll have it go right here in the cabinet. <laughs> You're like, I got more in the trunk of my car. It's fine. <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> oh, I love it. And Debbie, what one person would you like to hear on the podcast? Oh my God, it's so many, you know, just <laughs> like so many. Um, the team that did well. Yeah. I thought that makeup was fantastic. Judy Chen and all those guys. I don't know if she's been on the podcast yet. I spoke to, because I normally do a, um Oscars special, so I speak to all the nominees. But for the whale one, Judy wasn't on it. But I did speak to Adrian and the hair stylist, Anne-Marie. Okay. So it's just so tricky trying to get everybody at the same scheduled time. at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's hard. It's hard. So did you get did you get every, you know everything everywhere that team? No, I haven't spoken to them. I would like that too. I mean, it's just it's so many talented artists out here. You know, yeah. I can't really think off the top of my head. I just think about some of the makeups and stuff and just you know, just like to hear sometimes people's process. And techniques. Absolutely. Yeah. I think um, if my memory serves me correctly, which sometimes it really doesn't, but um, I have a funny feeling that when I spoke to Lawrence Davis. Oh, Lawrence. You were someone that he recommended that I speak to. Oh, my God. I love him Was so much. Yes, Lawrence. Do you know Shanika as well? I know Shanika. And it also- might have been Shanika. It was and either Carol, Shanika or Carol Rashid. And yes, and Carol Rashid. Yeah. So one of them. <laughs> 
<laughs> mentioned your name and I'm finally, finally got to speak to you. So I'm so happy about that. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, it has been such a pleasure. And I hope our paths cross on a project. Oh, I agree. That'd be <laughs> Thank you so much, Jamie. It was truly a pleasure. Okay, Last Looks crew, thanks for listening. And remember, if you love it, share it. A quick scroll down and you'll find our show notes. Or maybe you'd like to give your support and leave a five-star review. Go on, I know you want to. Search The Last Looks podcast on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok, whichever one tickles your fancy. And a massive shout out to the husband, Brett Stanley. Without his patience and tech support, this whole podcast situation simply does not happen and cheers to Liliana Rose for her fabulous voice acting talents okay last looks crew that's a wrap for me I don't need to be told twice to get out of here so bye I'll catch you on the flip side that's a wrap people